You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good? Yep. He's saying you're good. All right. What's up, fellas? Uh, welcome to the 35th episode of the High Vibe Guys. As, uh, you got your boy Booze down here. You got Asa, the Skyler. We're all wearing Make the Hood Great hats today. I'm pretty sure I clowned this for, for this in the past. Bong, bong. Um, shout out to Rafa. Um, neighborhood Grocery. Neighborhood Grocery. A good friend of ours. And then you got your boy, Akil. Um, the ex battle rapper over there who gets on every time we do a show. <clears throat> every time we do a show, he does like battle rap improv <laughs> for like 15 <laughs> minutes. Buck, buck, buck. <laughs> Yeah, every show is like he's doing some battle rap improv prior to the show actually starting. Um, Love battle rap. But yeah, man, we didn't do a long intro today. It's going to be chock full of uh, guests, and this is the day after the inauguration of President Biden. Also, the day after um, what? Booze. Isn't today like a special day? Like a special show? Yeah, we got guests. I, I just said it's chock full of stuff. But it's our anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. God damn. There's a lot going on. And a lot it. going on. It's the year anniversary uh, for the High Vibe guys. So this is officially a full year that we've been in the studio with Dave, dropping these bombs, dropping these jewels, this knowledge. Um, This is where... <laughs> this is where the sound effects would have came. Oh, God. This is why we don't have sex. I think it's a good reason we don't have these motherfuckers. Cause you say this is why we don't have sex. Is that, did that sound? Oh, uh, I said sound. That's, that's, no, that's that's exactly what he said. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wait. hey! See, kill you about to make me pull out a gun on you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna put it away though. No, I was about to go, but I was about to go. See, I hate getting put in the corner because <laughs> I fight my way out type shit. But uh. <laughs> Um, Bro, when you get your green belt, you're going to be stupid, crazy, crucial. You're about to be wild out here, bro. Because you got the natural strength. Dave, I can't hear I can't hear uh, Asa very well. Me either. One, two, one, two. Mic check, mic check. I thought it was just me. No. Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Should I switch? Mic check. Okay, here there we go. Oh, somebody. Boom. Oh. Mic check. She must have moved the mics when she was in okay. here cleaning. Gang, gang. There Sorry we go. Wow. Boom. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, we had an episode where um, uh, two episodes where I couldn't be heard almost at all, uh, uh, <laughs> and a, and a customer came to me and was like, "Man, tell the engineer Dave I knew your name." <laughs> Famous, but uh, yeah, your anniversary of our show. I said nothing about sex prior to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, so we got Passion Murray of Detroit Dirt here in a couple of minutes with us, but I do bong, want to bong bong. Today is chock full <laughs> crazy shit. So, all right, what's around. going on? What's Man. going on? If I told y'all how my board is started, y'all would be like, oh, yeah, this is all in sync. Everything is in sync right now. Well, don't say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's going to just keep going downhill. I was saying 121-2021. I've meditated. Uh, we meditated in the car, and I felt like I had really good energy coming into this room. So Still do. 
All right, because yeah. I feel like your energy going. You fucking up things now. <laughs> yeah, you. I am powerful, boy. God, I am. I take that. I want to jump into this topic before um, Passion shows up because I don't want to have to cut her short at all. But yesterday was the inauguration of President Biden. Crazy within itself. Um, but then also, um, former President Donald Trump um, pardoned a gang of motherfuckers, including Little Wayne. And Kwame Kilpatrick. Okay, okay, so clarification. Yeah. Uh, Kwame was not pardoned. What was he? He had his sentence commuted. Okay. So that means his, so he can get out of jail, but he's still guilty. <coughs> he still has to pay all the restitution. He still, so I mean, it's it's basically, it's, uh, he gets out of jail, but yeah. none of the other shit goes away. Well, that's important. That's an important fact in there. Was Lil Wayne pardoned? I believe so. Wow. So Little, Little Wayne? Yeah, I know. Was Little Wayne pardoned? Well, God damn, boy. How about I just say Wayne then? Cause there I you go. Was Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it right for you. Was Lil Wayne pardoned? <laughs> no, it was, uh, so Lil Wayne was pardoned. What do y'all, what do you, what, so what are y'all thoughts on that shit? The whole, the whole day. Cause yesterday was a day. Dave made a point to say that we come in behind very, uh, significant days. Um, yeah. It's us, Dave. It's not. Well, that's what I said. You, you just gotta stop. You know, do, having shows the early in the morning or the morning after <laughs> I'm staying up drunk because uh, of shit that's happening. <laughs> you want to go first? Go ahead, Oz. Okay, put me on the spot. So I mean, I'm ready. If you, yeah. With the, the the Joe Biden move, power move for some folks, you know, we still got to keep in mind we're still battling this big, you know, crazy, ugly system. So let's balance out all this excitement with some, you know, mental productivity and some some chess moves. You know, let's still focus on self-sustainability, self-sufficiency, empowering one another, launching more businesses, supporting your friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. So you can stand on your own, too. You know, it's so many people out here that give you an example of how to how the government does whatever it does. But yet they still are able to govern themselves sovereignly. Right. Without even doing the whole, you know, national thing, nationality process, right? They still do it via actions and, and you know, their relationship with Mother Nature, et cetera, et cetera. So let's take that, you know, um, reflect on that and adjust accordingly. You know, let's let's balance out the hype. Akil. Um, you know, I'm uh, I young. don't know. Please tell me. Hey. Allow my words and thoughts to manifest, Asa. Jesus. Hashtag disrespect for facts. Um, younger Akil, who would fall heavy under the the conspiracy theorist uh, umbrella, would have looked at it and flank. I would have went on a Facebook flame uh, tour. Hey, all y'all out here acting like something about to change. Uh, Democrat, Republican, uh Birds of the same feather, that that would have been my energy about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I am able now to discern and, you know what I'm saying, see that, you know, everything, like my brother also likes to say, everything is about perspective. And up and down my timeline yesterday, I saw tons of chucks and pearls with, you know, uh, young black women embracing uh and I've been saying her name wrong forever. Yes. Kamala. Kamala. 
Kamala is how you pronounce her name. That's like you had to I'm really like Kamala. That's like when I say E names, like <laughs> you got to think that way through it. It steps Kamala, you know, being <clears throat> of African descent, black and Indian, um, and having that impact felt amongst my better halves, the black woman. I would have to be a complete asshole and just insensitive to the impact that it had on so many people. And I'm, I'm aware of how energy works. You know what I'm saying? So little girls were watching their moms excited about seeing this, which put an energy into them. And they got to see a woman that looked like their mom basically having this power to run, you know what I'm saying? Or be, be in cahoots with the dude who runs the most powerful country in the world. And temporarily, temporarily, but whatever we're in the present. So in the present is where we working. Um, the other side of me was, uh, echoing what, our brother Chef Buddha was posting yesterday. I don't I don't want to throw him out there if he don't want to be put on blast, but I mean he he put it out there. I know Buddha, he don't give a shit about none of that. But uh Too late, motherfucker. I know, move, too man. late. But he put it on Facebook, so he obviously don't care that people yeah. viewed it. But it was more along the lines of, Oh man, we happy to have another form of oppression. Like that type of vibe. Yeah. I still have that brewing underneath that level of discernment. Like I, I don't feel like shit is going to change for the better. I don't think nah. black folks is going to see or poor folks. Cause it's class. Nah, me and this one cat were talking the other day. Like it's less about race nowadays and more about class. I would say it's always been class. It's just manipulating in different ways. So you don't. It ain't always that. been about class. It's been. I think. I think. I think it's ways to make it not look like it's about class. But I think it's about me and mine elevating ours. And mine ain't the color. Mine is my people who I want to be the ones elevated. And we shit on the, the poor people all together. Now we use tools to separate the poor people, so they think they that they, they think I'm better than we had this conversation before. Let me just. Stop you real fast. Laws were not made to prevent the poor from living in certain areas. Laws were made to prevent black people from living in certain areas. Redlining is a real thing. They didn't make redlining for poor people. Poor white people could come up in the teens, the 1920s and all that. They could come up, get bread and move where the fuck they wanted to. That was not true of me and you if we came up on a, a genius invention and we ended up getting bread back in the 20s. We would still have to live in this area. We were not allowed to. So, no, bro. I love you. So, but that shit ain't always just as uh, black and white uh, uh, as class. Before, before we go too deep, because I ain't get to get, get my two cents in because a kill is good for beelining. <laughs> like a mother. What did I just say that wasn't real? I'm talking about as far as the I want to talk about uh, the, the inauguration and shit. I ain't get to talk. 
Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to go. Go ahead. I, I, I see, was just I see coming you. to your defense. I was just trying to say both of y'all were correct, you know, to to a certain degree. Because at the end of the day, yes, it's class, but the majority of folks put into a particular class might have been folks that look like us, so it might have looked a certain way. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, to Booz's defense, because that's, that's your, your side of the defense. You have black popes. You also have black. Um, kings and queens who participated in slave trades, et cetera, et cetera, course, who didn't get the majority. That we're not talking about majority. We're not talking about majorities and minorities. We're talking about class and the the majority of that or the the bulk of that being, you know, looked at as you know people who were looking like us, black and brown folks with the power. They might have had agendas, and those things might have came together like puzzle pieces, but. You know, I'm not saying race isn't a fact. Class is relevant. Yeah, I, both I, both of you guys yeah, are saying something that's relevant. Yeah, I, and I'm not saying race isn't a factor. I don't want to seem like racism um, wasn't in some people's minds. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole too much because that's gonna just take us all way too far off. Mm-hmm. And I want to speak on uh, yesterday's events too. And in particular, I brought up Kwame. I said his name. Y'all danced around <laughs> it, boy. Y'all tiptoe all the way around it, yo. <laughs> And in the trees, it's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I ain't talking about what's in the stars right hey, now. Man. I talked about something that was super relevant to Detroit. Don't be scared. Because the thing is, man, is I feel like we need to uh, speak on these things in order to. I I, I put um in a group chat of mine, I put Kwame, I put it out um, when I woke up yesterday. And just to kind of, I guess, kind of, probably was more like Asa. I really didn't pay attention to this shit yesterday. And it wasn't like by choice. I was busy. I don't think it's. I feel like was you that probably, a low blow? No, what you, you felt like no. What? what you mean? I feel like you probably went heavily in tune. I mean, uh, dialed into like the inauguration and stuff yesterday. I mean, I, I was aware. I mean, I was aware too, but I, I mean, like I wasn't like I, I definitely was, wasn't in tune with it. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Yeah, I'm I just mad at the jab. That's all. It wasn't a jab. Yeah, like was I, a jab. Was, I just you know I just assumed that you were not like yo. Let me dial in the channel, whatever it comes on and. I'm watching every bit of this. I, and, and if you watched it <laughs> yesterday, too, I'm not mad at you. I, like Akil said, I get it. It was an empowering moment for some people. And for some people, it felt like a good transition. You know, I'm kind of like Akil with that. It feels like a similar transition. It feels like uh, just a, a, a changing of the guard type shit. You know what I mean? So, I mean, on inauguration tip, that's how I felt about that. But then as far as the other piece, like I said, I put into this group chat, multiple friends from the city, educated pastor mothers all types of different backgrounds and it was the most interesting conversation around Kwame you know what I mean and it was polarizing as fuck mm-hmm. and I didn't have much to say because I, I I am just not conscious enough of the facts to, to speak on I just want to jump in right now and just say I respect you so much for that because there's so many people who be yapping 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 ignorantly and I just wish they would have that particular practice that you just spoke about. So yeah. much respect to you, my black African brother. Some things I think are important enough to where if you don't know the facts, it's cool to chill. And mm-hmm. I've learned it over in like, you know, like <clears throat> from we talked about this, like you speaking from like your opinion and not your not factual. Mm-hmm. And I like in this conversation where like I'm watching my friends get riled up like mm-hmm. get off his motherfucking back. And then there's other ones. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems to be too trains of thought when it comes to Kwame uh first one that I'm seeing yo is a young black man that got out of jail and 28 years is too damn long anyway mm-hmm. the other side is hey man 
That young black male stole from me and my family. My mama had to work X amount of more years because this mother stole the pension from the job that she worked at. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other stuff to go with that. And there's so. other stuff to go with that. Oh, this this mother was using the Manugian Manu- Mansion mm-hmm. as a party central and a girl came up dead mm-hmm. one night. And there's other stuff to go and with that. And there's other stuff to go with that. So, so the, heavy, <laughs> the heavier side is... The the more nefarious side, the one side that I just kept seeing without like a a real backing was, hey man, he's a young black dude. Twenty eight years was too damn long. Somebody compared him to OJ. <laughs> Cracking up. Definitely wasn't OJ. OJ has spent about twenty nine days in jail. This nah, is, he spent about a year and a half. But I think we talked about this in the past. This, so for me, it's like I'm not conscious of the facts enough. And then, man, it's like he's in politics and not to justify anybody's actions. But I do feel like, you know, we're unfairly targeted. So I see where people's opinions come from in that sense. You know what I mean? Like he got a target on his black. You remember when, like it was a big deal when he wore earrings. It was like mm-hmm. uh, it's like, damn, you can't really do much of anything. And you can't at, at that point in time. Now we're kind of in a space where I feel like you can have a little bit of more cultural cultural identity and heritage kind of come through and it's not as big of a deal mm-hmm. but it definitely somebody had to break the ice and and it's like man shit um i guess i guess also with that too is like there are a lot of things a lot of empowerment that came behind him being in the office so i hate uh i think it's not a black and white topic but i felt like it was something that we needed to at least bring up and not be like i'm because we live in detroit y'all so I don't want to be afraid to have a conversation that's really relevant because we're going to offend somebody. Like, oh no, I'm not afraid to have this conversation. And that's something, but that's something I think that like happens sometimes, man. Where it's like a really relevant because you know what happens is people have this conversation on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They have it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They ain't having it in person. Nope. You know, um, because we don't. <clears throat> what you waiting? No, I was about to jump in. Go ahead go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My my feedback or my input in this conversation is this, man. So. He he did X, Y, and Z, or he was, you know, supposedly was involved with, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, what is the determining factor for who gets judged or penalized or, um, or you know, put in a box for whatever the case is? You know what I'm saying? When it comes to being a human being, like how how does someone determine how much of somebody's life is stripped away mm-hmm. for a said mistake or a choice or a conscious choice right Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day we could fill up two we could fill up everybody's hands in here right calling off all names of all types of people behind the scenes rockefeller people you know what i'm saying whoever and they sitting back you know feet on the desk on the island somewhere secluded isolated you know eating fruits off the tree with no penalties. And people, like, might they might say something on Instagram, and then, you know, after that five-second, you know, post is up, then they going back to their everyday life. But then when it comes to a brother who did X, Y, and Z, you know what I'm saying, they pulling out the boxing gloves, and they going to let this ride for, like, some months, hey. you know? I've said that, and I've said that before, too. But I will also say this, too, is, like, he literally had the title as a public official. <laughs> so you kind of get judged by the public. If you, well, you put yourself in that. In that. You do. But Rick Snyder been on chill mode for a minute. I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't want you to 
take this as me saying you're defending anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to take offense to this. I'm throwing this out there. Rick Snyder been on chill mode and he was like in charge when some real fucked up shit was going on. And that's where, that's where I said before though, like I feel like we as a people get unfairly targeted whenever we are in the light. Like, but, and it's kind of one of those things where like I used to say about Obama, what I respect Obama a lot for is politics. I didn't really care for, but he understood that as a black man, it is a big ass target on my back. And I got to move differently. He couldn't do what Trump did without fucking getting ousted. He couldn't do what Bush did without getting ousted. He might have had some political actions, but as a, how he carried himself and his character for the most part was somebody somebody was respectable. And I think he did, he didn't have too many actions like as far as like lifestyle wise where you can look at it. Mm. Lifestyle. Bro, I didn't see documentaries and hey, stuff behind hey, the hey, scenes. Stop. We're not about to talk about that right now. <laughs> Whole bunch of whole bunch of questions, questionable, face, bro. bro. It's a whole hey. bunch of questionable stuff out there, but it's Listen. not publicized like Kwame's information was. You know what I'm saying? So it's a different ball game. The show that we have because it's gone. It, I'm I'm a throw that boy out there. I'm a lob that boy. Put it in the ethers. We're gonna have to one day have a show on like presidents. Hey man, political figures. And our man's uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Because, boy. Mm. Anyways. Boy, oh boy. I mean, so if there's some things I'm unaware of, then. Yeah, we'll share it after, after the show is over, though. You know what I'm saying? Behind the doors. Because I don't want to get no backlash for no nonsense on here. Well, we want to keep and, that high vibe. I'm definitely not like. Uh, so let me say this, too, from what I know of. So I'm not like. Like, I'm not professing. To, I'm not professing to say, yo. I am a Barack Obama uh, historian, <laughs> and right. I can tell you his first shit to where he was in, in college. I don't, I don't like, but I'm just telling you from what was publicized about him and from how I saw him carry himself. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I, I never he he always put himself in a he presented himself in a way that was harder to very polished. Him, you know, very what polished. Mean? And um, but this goes back to something my mom said, and it's something that like goes to when you get pulled over as a black man. You got to carry yourself in a certain way or you got to be prepared for the consequences that are going to come behind them actions. Right. Exactly. So that's what I guess I'm referring to with Kwame is like he definitely pushed the the envelope. And I kind of respect that. You know what I mean? Like at least as far as like I should be able to wear some fucking earrings and it not be the reason why you're saying that I shouldn't be in this position. You know what I mean? Like he definitely pushed the envelope a little bit. And it kind of goes back to that thing about being a public official. You're kind of putting yourself in a position to be ostracized by the public. And we already know, shit, if you get pulled over by the cop, you got to act differently. You get, you know for sure if you run a whole city that you're going to have to act differently depending on what your actions are. So, hey, man, stop watching this freaking karate flick while we're talking, man. <laughs> I had to distract the kill so I could get my get my two cents. I wanted to chime in. Give me your two cents, man. Damn. We have the, we have the worst. Uh, don't do that. We do. Don't do that. I don't want to watch this right now. Don't do that. Then don't. Then come on. We up there it's with it. It's super flat though. Like, yeah. come on. I, 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 shout out to Ray, man. Hold up. Time out. Time out. For all of our listeners, we love y'all so much. The reason why our chemistry is a certain way is because we like literally like brothers. It's like if we was birthed from the same mom and pops and lived in the same house, we act like brothers. Like, us is the little brother. Booze is middle. I'm the oldest. Booze, if you don't shut up, we see you on your phone on every episode. 
I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Every episode, Boo's like, okay. yeah. oh, yeah. So, uh, um, <laughs> yes. the only episode I was on my phone a profound lot. Profound words. The only episode I was and on my phone a lot. Which was, one, which one, Boo? Was when one through 32. No, when Dave and, <laughs> and the kid decided to have a, a battle of the geeks on freaking. <laughs> <laughs> you had to Google? I don't know. I just tried to keep up. No, I decided I wasn't going to pay attention to the show. Uh, I definitely decided doing that show. I said, I said, I could give a fuck less Star about some of this Wars? shit. Oh, <laughs> I was not trying to keep up. Trust me, I was like, okay, but, IG. Oh yeah, back to Wait, maybe back me to, and Dave weren't entertained by what you were just talking about. Hey huh? man, how about that? Let's 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 get back to what Booze wants to talk about. So Thanks. at the end of the day, if that target is on that brother's back or black brothers in general, what what does that say on the flip side? Like hold why up. why is that the case? Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is he so just, significant? Hold up, we just argued about how class is like it's class, right? Because Kwame is in a certain class. He's not in the the lower tier. He's in a certain class, so he should have been protected, right? Like the other politicians who if are in this class. You, you you definitely have selective hearing. No, I, I heard also everything said, you said. I said race is also in there as well. No, but you said class was bigger, right, bro? You 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 you. I'm so glad this stuff is recorded. I'm glad too because you're rearranged. I didn't. One, I didn't say class was bigger. I said, well, hold on, let me tell you this. I said class is bigger. He shouldn't be protected. We know that being black don't protect you in any class. Facts. But you, anyways, let's let's keep the that you know what that's a whole this. that's a whole another conversation. I can't wait to too. go back and watch this. I'm gonna screen even, record it and send it. The to thing you. is, the thing is, you're saying is you're, you're acting like I didn't say race was a part of it. No, but. When we were talking about it, you were saying class was more a part of it. We were talking about it. They're we both significant. They're at both the significant, end of the day. but one is more significant. And like, they're no, 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 no. Because at the end of the day, y'all gonna let me chime in. Y'all gonna let me give. I'm about to say mine. Sometimes so I think. Look, sometimes you, the way you skew things, it's like, how it, did I? What did I skew, bro? It's recorded. It's recorded. I'm going to screen record it. When it come out tomorrow, I'm going to screen record it and send it in the mess. You said it. I didn't say it. You said it. A kill and booze. At the end of the day, both of those classification and race, both of them are only relevant in this illusionary, temporary ass paradigm that we live in. So at the end of the day, they're both. I mean, I'm not going to say that they both don't matter. They, you know what I'm saying? It's perception that makes one bigger than the other. You know what I'm saying? They're both, create, they're both created constructs. Exactly. And and what I was trying to say is I think classism, that, that racism was used to kind of mask classism at times. You know what I mean? To The idea is that somebody's going to be at the top of this, of this steeple, this totem pole, right? And that we're going to use these different tools. But at the end of the day, you're going to be down there. You know, you're going to be a part of this group. You know Black, white, it don't matter. The, what's that group you call it, the 1% or whatever, right? It don't really to them. It's like shit. If you're poor, you're poor. You're not a part of who, what was going up here. It don't matter what your race is. You're just not getting up here. Facts. Right? So what I, was, I guess what I'm trying to speak to is that racism is used as a tool to further divide and to create um, more of a, like he's saying, perception that one is better than the other to them. It's, a, it's just like it's separating divide at its finest. Facts. Yeah. Right? And it's, it, what I'm trying to say with classism, man, is like, shit, at the end of the day, they just don't want you up here. Facts. They just don't want you inside the, the, the fucking the upper room. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, if you want to take it all the way back, historically, racism is actually a copycat off of classism. classism. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, one is not better than the other. They both is some BS. 
Because at one point in time, when it was just all black and brown people, you had some little workers, you had some priests, you had some chefs, you had the kings and the queens up here, like when it's by bloodline. It operated a little differently. That, bro, it still existed. I get it, but you it operated. Parab- it operated differently. It didn't operate in a violent paradigm, bro. It, bro. It's violence. Okay. Violence existed before. I get, whatever. I know, you know that, what I'm but saying? it didn't. It might have. It might not have been as prevalent. It might have. You have. Yeah, there have been genocides prior to what facts. we know. You know what I'm saying? Facts. What we've witnessed in the last two thousand years, I think that's unprecedented in history. In the in this in the last two thousand years, that is unprecedented in history. The way that things were flipped on his head, shit was changed. Yes, that's unprecedented in history. If you want to take it back, like just the last twenty five thousand years, yeah. But I mean, I've seen evidence and different documentation of this same type of phenomena occurring, like at the end of different twenty five thousand year cycles, like recorded right etched on stone, like this right here, bruh. All right, let's you let's gotta, let's go back to the no yeah. no 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 no. This is what we gonna do. We, we gonna, gonna do research. our little homework yeah, research, bring research. it back to yep. the table, and then we can have our little chess battle, right? I like that. And if like it's too bad, that. I'll spare you on the air. We you don't gonna, even have to make it a show. You ain't got to spare me on this one. All right, for sure. All right, bad. you definitely have to spare. Anywho, anyways. So what I to say? Um, back to Bulls. Uh, back to Kwame, I guess, and just to wrap up that whole little piece. Um, before we introduce our guest, who I think is pulling up. Can we, can we not forget one thing? Cause it's the part of it that really makes me laugh. What's that? That basically he got convicted because of his own rule. Well, I didn't know, I didn't notice. So if it weren't for the fact that he passed an executive order that said that all text messages on all government owned <laughs> devices must be stored and maintained. Wow. He never would have got caught. Wow. <laughs> hey, man. What do you, do you think that's karma? Damn, I'm sorry. I had to put it out there. Karma is cause and effect. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Ooh, damn. Jeez hey, Louise. Ate his own lace cookies. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, because we got to balance out, because we be brothers and we be yapping and laughing and stuff, but we got to balance it out with that higher power, high frequency, high vibe ish too. So, all of this stuff that we talking about, guys, listeners, we talking to you. Whatever it is, anything that you might be fascinated with on the news or laughing about from people, make sure you're learning from this or else it's going to reoccur again and again and again and again until we nip it in the bud via a change in action and decision making. You know what I'm saying? People should be glad to a degree that it's a crackhead in different, you know, neighborhoods because now your child or your son or your daughter they get to look at that situation and you could point it out and say, you know what, son? You know what, daughter? That's what happens when you smoke crack and do drugs. Mm-hmm. They got a firsthand example. Mm-hmm. So thank God that that person unconsciously, you know, was the sacrificial lamb for that particular lesson. So everybody else could benefit. So let's apply that same situation to Kwame. Mm-hmm. Anybody that wants to get involved with politics or do something big for communities or whatever, take a lesson, sit down, get mm-hmm. your pen and a pad out, and then do something even better, more constructive, more beneficial when you get in that position. Right, I like. Uh, and I'm gonna say too, man. Shit, even with all of this, it's uh, with our relationship. If a person really, if once we have dialogue, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to to not want to defend your point to um, the ends of the earth because you just want to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's something we talked about earlier. Was was just the ego too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that probably somewhat goes to the predicament that Kwame put himself in to some extent. Is that his ego? 
And I think probably his determination to fight against the the powers that be too. So I ain't gonna just say it was that. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely say sometimes put your ego aside. And I think that's one thing as brothers we kind of have developed over the years or over time is that we try to put our ego aside. So I'm wrapping all that up um, just in the perfect timing. I is gonna introduce his guest because he knows her. Is that cool? Sure. Well, I ain't want to put you on the spot too much. Hey, how you doing? So. Is that all? Did you want to have some input on that? Akil? Man. You good? Or did your brain just I'm get good. like splattered? As, as soon as she walked through the emotion. door, the energy was like an orb around her. Hey, man. <laughs> we just Lord. had that the episode, what, like some months ago about the divine feminine energy. You just, you know, resurrected real quick. One more game. So our, our guest today, everybody, listeners, if you are... Are seeing all of this stuff, and we'll speak about it a little bit later. But if you all are seeing all this stuff going on with like the food and Bill Gates and all these different folks and Monsanto, et cetera, et cetera, all we hear about is the bad guys. You know what I'm saying? We see YouTube videos. Oh my God, they're doing this. They're doing that. They're stripping our power away from us. Mm-hmm. We have in the room, basically, a, I call her a superhero. You know Facts. what I'm saying? She be trying to, peace, how you doing, brother? You all right? I'm like, yep, yep, hashtag, you are amazing. <laughs> you always going on a praising spree, right? Facts. Because she is one of the pioneers, not just in Detroit, not just in Michigan, on the planet, mm. ensuring that mm. we and our future generations have a better relationship with Mother Nature. We could talk about trees and leaves and your favorite fruit and Dr. Sabi's list all you want to. But none of that matters, right, if you're not taking care of where that stuff comes from, mm-hmm. the soil, mm-hmm. the dirt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we have right now about to bless the environment. She already blessed the energy in the room, about mm-hmm. to bless the mic, about to bless your ears real quick with some profound wisdom. After we ask our mundane questions, right, <laughs> we have Miss Passion. Murray. Wow. Right? Bong, 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 bong. Yeah. Damn, that was a good-ass intro. I hey, swear. man, come on, bro. Yeah. I had I to cut his shirt. He should intro me everywhere. I got <laughs> you. That was so, phenomenal. So, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Everybody, got, everybody take goddess. a pause. Peace, guys. Just I soak feel, it up real quick. I feel good about, like, speaking to you, and now I'm nervous. It's like, oh, shit. Bro, getting nope. notes like, so, um... Fuck. When you were yeah. 12. Wow. Hey, man. So for those of you who are not watching on YouTube or can't see the visuals, you about to, you about mm. to hear the intelligence. Yikes. But if you were here in person, all oh. you would see is sunlight. S- sunlight and swag. Mm. That's Amen. it. Mm. Right? Frequencies. It's like a celestial being just like popped through this boy, bro. Iconic. Hey, man. I feel flyer. I feel flyer. I feel, flyer. I feel less fly. <laughs> I'm like damn blue jean shirt Jamon really <laughs> so, I like this shirt though fuck it so, so now go for it question Detroit Dirt when people hear that name some the average person will just Detroit Dirt they'll keep scrolling those who <laughs> understand what it is they are mind blown like myself like my podcast co-host etc mm-hmm. what got you interested and can we get a, a like a 30 second intro for those who are not familiar what is detroit dirt if you could summarize it real quick sure uh detroit dirt it's a um closed loop model uh it reflects circular economy so in other words we divert food waste from landfills as well as herbivore manure and we process that and make compost so 
Um, anybody from a brewery that has spent, spent grain, like liquor, uh, to coffee shops with coffee grounds, to any food service provider that deals with uh, vegetables, um, we can process that and make the best compost. But all food waste can be processed depending on what technologies you use. Um, but the whole goal of it was to tackle the waste issue, waste streams, uh, the food epidemic. We send about over $200 billion of food is wasted annually. Um, landfills are filled with it, incinerators are burning it. So the bigger picture for me was the direct connection to healthy soil, how we eat, we're a reflection of the soil, but also uh, making sure that we tackle that issue because food waste gives off greenhouse gases, which causes warming. So it's one of the low-hanging fruit of the of the universe that we can truly tackle and um, divert that as well as replenish the soils at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Only the first thought that came to mind was Captain Planet. Bro. <laughs> I was like, what? They should have put her on a TV show. <laughs> Listen, bro. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was uh, I was just listening to um um a book about organic living soil. And um in it this man makes a comment where he says something along the lines of like um food manufacturers make more food than they can sell in mm -hmm. certain parts of the world. And then we have people who go hungry at the same time. Yeah. How does that make sense? Right. And it's like me and Akil have talked about this because of what we worked at in the past, when it, how it relates to throwing food away mm -hmm. and then living in Detroit. Just like mm -hmm. the, the how ironic it is, how the, the whole. And it's just good to hear that somebody's really taking an initiative to put some serious energy behind it. Um, and then it's also a black woman from the city, too, because a lot of the times it's not people who look like us. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, I think that's what. I think just levels up the dopeness. We were just talking about quantity to some extent. And I think also I, I appreciate that not only are you doing this, but you don't look like a farmer, not like, nothing against looking like a farmer at all. <laughs> right. But like you also carrying the swag too, that uh, I think is uh, representative of our culture. So just for me, I'm doing it. We do appreciations at the end of our shows, but I guess this is an early appreciation because I just recognize the importance of what you're doing. Thank and you. I think as a, as a collective, we all recognize the importance of what you're doing. Um, we have a lot of urban farmers on our show. We got some coming on afterwards. So that's just amazing to hear. Um, and I guess one thing I kind of, I kind of put through ASA to you is that how are you making? Cause we have a lot of urban farms in the city, right? But I don't always see them as being like a real financial, uh, powerhouse. Mm -hmm. You know, like they, that seems to be like a key element that's missing. And it's like, I tell people all the time, the business is still business. I don't care what you're doing. Sure. You still got to so how do you kind of how do you look to how have you made a profit or made this into like a um, worthwhile venture for yourself? Right. So I'm going to answer both of your questions really quick, because how I got into it, just in case there are people out there are people who want to pursue this as a pathway. Mm. I want to answer that first and then talk to you about the economics. Um, so I grew up going to the landfills with my dad, who was an entrepreneur. Right. And so the impact of watching him, you know, as this black man, you know, in my household who took the um, buyout from General Motors and decided to take that money and, and, and invest it, right? And so snow plowing, waste removal, industrial mowing, construction, he was involved in all those things. So I, I watched him and I watched my mother get up and go to work every day and she actually retired 
uh, from Bosch, who is my biggest supporter, actually, mm. with my nonprofit, the nonprofit that I have. But also my grandfather, when I was five, six years old, first through fifth, sixth grade, going to Mississippi at least twice a year, uh, I looked forward to that. That was my Disney World and Disneyland because I watched this man be one with the universe, with the nature, with animals. And so for me, that was the most phenomenal thing because, you know, we're in the city. We go down and we, you see one of our ancestors walking the land, calling in the cows. Whoop, whoop. The cows could be out on the pastures. They're coming in, mm-hmm. uh, knowing the, about what the chickens need, knowing when an animal is sick. All of that spiritually has something to do with where I arrived, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea as a young child that I would be involved in one of the solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, but those landfill trips, the landfill's not making any sense to me. And then having a grandfather that was in tune and just being fascinated with that, waking up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning as a kid, like, what what is he gonna do today? Or and just following him around on that that acreage of land. But and that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. for us and our people and how the migration disconnected us. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. But the key is those were two impactful, pivotal, mm-hmm. you know, moments mm-hmm. or things that happen. As far as the economics, um, I think what happens is when we do things that are, you know, aligned with Mother Nature, at times we think that you know, we're not supposed to necessarily make any money or we don't really put that at the forefront of our minds. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we all have to survive. And so what happens is you have to have the same uh, tenacity and and research, you know, goal-driven timeframes and timelines to say, hey, look, I need to know how long does it take to grow this or what is it going to take to divert this waste? You know, how much is this? What if I sold this on an acre, you know, and I you have to do cost analysis and break Mm -hmm. things down economically, too, when you get involved in them. That's all that really matters at the end of the day, because Mm -hmm. you still have to survive. Yes, you're doing something that is conducive or productive for the environment. But if you're growing on two acres, you need to find out what the local markets are buying that product for. Or if you're growing a special herb, how many of these chefs around town will buy that special herb or whatever it is that you're growing? You know, so the economics have to be applied to it uh, because you have to have someone who's going to purchase that or some type of barter and resource system where you can leverage your resources, your resources, my resources where we're exchanging. But at the same time, I think that we as black people, because some of us haven't had financial literacy classes or we haven't had anybody break down the economics for products and whatnot, mm. we just get out here and we start Doing hustling it. and working right. But you have to look at the market research. You got to know what's in the market, what's selling. You know what I mean? What can I grow in Detroit for six months out of the year? What can I grow for a year? Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, because most of these chefs around here who are preparing food, they want to buy locally. Local economies are always needed, no matter where you are in the world. 
So that, that leads me to another question there. I went to, uh, I always got stories. I went to the restaurant depot last night to pick up some packaging. I, all, I go there every blue moon for whatever. And it's what, like, if you own a restaurant, you go to get bulk stuff, whatever, gloves, supplies, food. And it was like a trickle inside of there. And I overheard a conversation between some people and they were like, yo, the takeout is killing us, right? I was just wondering how has the pandemic impacted you in that sense then? Cause I know the restaurants are suffering. And I noticed, you know, you probably provide to a lot of different people who provide two restaurants, you know, back a few uh, steps. Mm-hmm. Has it impacted you? Um, based off your fashion, you, you're doing better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> fashion has always been a part of my life. So <laughs> I could be wearing something that's 20 years old. Um, but uh, I always had a diverse background with my approach to business. Mm. So I never really, you know, when people say pivot, reimagine, just as a black person in America, I've always done that. So I never really fully relied on getting food waste from restaurants or, you know, whoever. The com- composting is is key and it's essential to our complexities of soils and so many other issues. Healthy soil is important. But the consulting part of this w- was just as important in my life. Like I didn't. Fifteen years ago, when I started consulting and working with community colleges, universities, speaking, I would go around and, and you know, travel to 30, 40 schools every mm-hmm. year. Uh, so I didn't rely on the composting uh, for-profit side to really carry me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I was building out the model. But now I'm the chair of the, the Green uh, Task Force, the, the actually the Climate uh, Action uh, committee, and so now what I can do is introduce the city of Detroit to all of these different models, right? Wow. So even though I, you know, may have suffered at the beginning of the year with Detroit dirt, because you're right, food waste was not the top priority. It was sustaining these restaurants and them getting loans and grants to sustain themselves. I didn't really focus in on. Uh, the food waste as much as I, I normally do. What I was doing was trying to help food service providers and restaurants redirect as well. You know what I mean? And minimize their budgets. My business partner and my consulting company, um, Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, she's on Jefferson, Naya Marshall. And Naya, I watched her navigate and build an enclosure uh, so people could come from the neighborhood because she's right there by the Barry subdivision. And I watched her pivot in the restaurant business, and yeah, everybody was hit hard. Oh, she opened this year, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yep. I know, I know exactly who that is. I, yeah. I do. E, uh, e worked with her. Yeah, yep. She she opened this year, but the thing is, um, you know, my goal was okay. If the composting, the pause button is hit, and we have to, you know, kind of um, redirect or whatever, I started looking at the opportunities to go into these food service providers, but I also never relied on restaurants to get me their food waste. General Motors, in the headquarters alone, there's 26, maybe 30 restaurants, there's catering services. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with thousands of people in one location, right? Right. The stadiums, whomever, you know, I, I always had a diverse approach. I never... Because the thing is, if you don't... If you're not multidimensional or multifaceted, you will get stuck in the root in this life if you're depending on one source, right? It's just like mm-hmm. revenues mm. and profits. You have to look at 
how, how what's my value? How do I put myself in an equation where I can make multiple streams of revenue? Yeah, uh, you're speaking to my soul. I'm gonna try and leave my job for the past two years every day. <laughs> like, man, I need this check though. God damn it. But you can take a percentage of that check and start uh-huh. putting it in a in a fund or in a investment, yeah. you know, or or just in a bank account and never even look at it. And then mm-hmm. when it's time, you just start. Be- and people think that I just jumped off this cliff, which I did, and built the plane as I was falling. Mm-hmm. I did do that. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> knew that I had to create pilots, right? Mm-hmm. I went in the door trying to undercut people like, oh, you, you use waste management uh, to... You know, divert your waste or I'm like, well, I could take your food waste out of your waste stream for $10 every time we show up or $20 just to get in the door Uh so I could prove the model and the proof of concept. Right. So we have to get really creative. And, you know, the way we look Uh with this skin tone that we definitely have to be the ones that are the innovators because we're not going to get the same opportunities. Uh And to your point earlier, Climate is a very segregated movement. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is... You wow. can, I'm sorry. And why is that, too? Go, go, tell me why. You can't have a, a resilient movement without people of color. Mm. You can't. You can't have a climate resilient movement without the people that are mostly impacted. Mm. And the reason why it happens is money. They know... See, my mindset was... I might not make a whole lot of money. It's kind of like how most of these billionaires today, right? You look at Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he was selling books, but he really wasn't thinking about books. He was mm-hmm. thinking about the data that he was collecting, right? Because he knew what he, what certain markets, what people needed. Mm. I did the same thing. I was thinking about how do I build an industry? And most people are like, an industry? Mm. You just skipped over the model? Yes, I did because... Food waste is a multi-billion dollar industry, but the the technologies that you can convert energy and heat and cooling systems with, as well as the fertilizers and enhancements that come from that, those are industries. So I wasn't, my mind was, how do I build an industry or how am I going to be complementary to an industry? It wasn't about the model in the beginning of just making money. It was... How do I survive? How do I make myself valuable to these corporations? But if most of the corporations are made up of white men who are on boards, who control everything, it's a trickle-down effect. It's the same thing with climate. They're out here making decisions for indigenous communities, people who have been in their respective communities for 200, 300 years, for generations. But when you start drilling for oil, (laughs) glaciers start melting, you start tampering with biodiversity, the people who live in those communities are the ones who are impacted. So why don't you go and talk to them and meet with them and say, we need an alternative way. Mm -hmm. I tell the mob all the time, right? Because we're all in the same room at these conventions and conferences. Say say that? You tell who? The mob. (laughs) The people who control... The waste industry, because it's very mafioso. And I say to them, I'm like, listen, why don't you control the right thing to do? You can still have your control, 
But if you invest in the technologies, that's going to help propel us and accelerate us exponentially, right? If this, if this, our, this building is made out of containers, they're building skyscrapers, homes, you name it. And the heating and cooling systems in these new units, mm-hmm. infrastructure is the key for investment for the future. We have to invest in clean energy. We have to. We have no choice. Our water supply, our water resources, our food, everything's being tampered with. Mm-hmm. From chemicals, things that they, these compound chemicals, everything that they created, we can reverse it, but you have to invest in the things that's going to redirect us. So if you control infrastructure, construction, waste, whomever, why wouldn't you invest in the systems that can build new markets that are tackling the issue? And it's that simple. <laughs> Go for it. Because I, I can, you know, I got questions. Oh, man, what, bro? <laughs> Every time you talk, I got like 35,000 questions over here. I'm like, oh, she answered that. And she took care of that. And now that is. <laughs> this is so, Miss Murray, this is a new level of sophistication for the kill. He has his lesson written out. I, oh, my God. This is. Listen. I told you, queen. I, I spent two hours last night alone, like prior to that, because. We've been talking about you coming on our show for a minute. Prior to that, I would jump on your IG page, catch out a story here or there. Last night, I was like, I'm just about to Google search Passion Murray. To our listeners, you do not understand how powerful this woman is. And she isn't understanding herself. She's just, you know, not jumping into that bag today. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't even talked about how you got invited to the White House. <laughs> Demo days. Few times. Few times. <laughs> four commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, all these partnerships you have with these huge companies within the city. You've gone and spoken to tons of schools like you mentioned. And for me, like, I'm about to, I don't have no questions. I'm about <laughs> to give you all praise because that's what we do. Like I said, you didn't answer so much of what. I had written out, I have daughters and I have a 18 month old that hang out with us a lot. And <laughs> I want her to follow a path of, you know, self, self actualization mm-hmm. like you're doing. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a parent who wants their daughter to not go into these sectors? that we know are controlled by people who don't have good meaning to her or anyone who looks like her. Like I would love for her to have an an opportunity to sit at someone like your, your feet and pick up all the knowledge and get involved at a super young age. So what would you suggest for a parent like me? Like, what should I get my daughter into? Man, that's a wonderful, and that's one of my favorite questions as parents show up at uh, at different conferences and thank me uh, because they're like, you give us hope, and our children, they need to look to someone like you, and that's how my nonprofit even got started. But to answer your question, I think she sh- you should start exposing her to learn how to speak different languages first and foremost. The other thing is, I think that mathematics and science, we have to get really creative with our children 
because they learn differently. And that's been the issue with education systems. Mm -hmm. They don't create learning environments for our children. They think that they're supposed to all come into a room and sit down at a table and open up a book and apply themselves. Mm -hmm. That's not reality. Mm -hmm. Some kid might learn math by building something. Another might learn it with abstract art. Somebody else might learn in a different way. So I think when we start exposing our children to other cultures, when we get them to look at Africa as a continent, and we're like, did you know that this jewelry and this gold comes from this process? That that starts triggering science in their mind. When we tell them, did you know how this, this was grown that you're eating right now? That it started as a seed? The spiritual content or context will come along with it, but it will trigger them and start getting them to think about all of the different facets and dimensions of life. So exposure uh, is key. It's key. Exposure is key. The first country I went to, I was 16. I went to Tokyo and it blew my mind. And I always, you know, tell these young people when the path that you're speaking about, when they're like, oh, I wanted, I think I'm interested in law or I'm interested in biology. And, and I asked them, well, what are you doing outside of the classroom? Because from a spiritual standpoint, you have to be rooted and see yourself visualize and have a vision of different things. And I'm talking three, four-year-olds. Even when I'm in the kindergarten and first grade classes, I teach them about compost. I come back and they're telling me about the soil in the area, the complexities or the soil horizons, right? Mm. So if I just plant a few seeds and get them to see the science, the math, whatever, they're going to, mm -hmm. the harvest will come in whatever way that it comes. They will metamorphose into whatever it is or manifest into whatever it is they're supposed to. But when I'm on, the, when I'm going to college campuses and they're like, oh, I want to study biology or law or, or, and I'm like, how come, why are you putting yourself in a box? Mm -hmm. How come you can't be multidisciplinary and biology, law, and whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, because education will put you in a box just like anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've had parents write me and say, thank you, because my child was trying to was contemplating this and that. And then when you told them, I was like, stay in school a little longer to get your JD and your MBA. Mm -hmm. Because if you the more powerful you want to be, you have to see yourself in that space. But you have action. I always loved Malcolm X because he always talked about action. Mm -hmm. He was like, I might speak the truth, but I'm telling you things so you can go out and act on it you know what i mean like didn't matter how old you were but to take action because the more we embrace that and see ourselves in whatever capacity we could possibly see ourselves in and what value we have i mean come on at the end of the day who birthed civilization mm. let me tell you something you make me sit up straight and listen like a dog i gotta put my ears my ears turned <laughs> <laughs> to, to get some of that shit just now, I swear to God, yo, I'll take it. you definitely because we Lord, see a lot bro. of profound people where people might seem like a certain way on the news, TV, radio, movies. You are hands down one of the <laughs> dopest people yeah. alive. But I wanted to no, but period no, but yesterday, Booz got a kid's daughter. He mentioned the eighteen month year old. Uh -huh. He got her a toy, like 18, trying to entertain 18 -month -year -old. her. 
Eight, what, my bad. My, yes, 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 yes. 18 months. 18 months old. Thank you very much. The profound, in, intuitive black woman knew what I was saying. Oh, facts. Anyways, um, we, we, every now and then we get together and tend to our plants and garden and try to connect with Mother Nature, et cetera, et cetera. But, but she's like, you know, trying to be up under her dad. So Boo's got her a toy. And she kept, like, she didn't even touch. She put it she down and, and she kept running <laughs> to the dirt. Yeah. So I can't wait to see her at one of your classes when she gets of age or whatever mm-hmm. to learn from you. Yeah. That, but um, my, that's just something it's I don't throw out there. For, I'm yeah. telling you, yeah. bro. It's a connection. I was that on the same tip. Co- it's a connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? To because that's that's us. We're carbon. We're a part of that mm-hmm. that soil. That black matter. It matters. It matters. <laughs> Everything in the universe that's holding all of us together, that black darkness up talk. there, oh, that's talk. what that is. <laughs> I swear that was my next question. Like, what is the significance of soil? Like, yeah. how people talk about money and this. And not saying money isn't significant, but how significant or what makes soil so significant oh, since man. people neglect it all the time. Can you speak on that? But Absolutely. you just went straight to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um Soil is is complex, but at the same time, that same bacteria that's in you is the same bacteria that's in the soil, right? Mm. So antibiotics, um, that microbial community alone, that good and bad bacteria, that taught us a lot about over, you know, since the beginning of civilization, who we who we were as far as our diets, um, what our geography is made up of. So when they start talking about there are different parts of the world that don't have any uh, topsoil, if they practice mm. regenerative mm-hmm. practices as far as using manure, using compost, using food waste, you can bring back that that layer, mm. right? Composting and regenerative is it's really going back to the old ways of farming. And so what happens is the reason why soil is so important is the nutrient, everything that comes out of it, if we consume it, which that's what we are, we're bacteria too, there's a connection there. Mm. And that's really how antibiotics was even discovered, was uh, through soil. Eating but if, dirt? Well, <laughs> <laughs> eating dirt and studying it and the um, that microbial community. Just think of this little microcosm that lives under us, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole other universe down there. That in itself um, is a function of what happens above ground, but we don't, you know, we don't really think about it because we are consumed with so many other things in this life. But the complexities of the soil, the biology of that, the chemistry of it, that's why it's important for children, his baby, to learn uh, from that because the science, everything that will come from that she will begin to see what her what she is in that you know that's what ha- that's what i saw at first i was doing this to handle the waste issue and the waste epidemic but then when i realized that the soil is a storage for water it cools mm. the earth when i really started looking at the power of the soil i'm like oh yeah detroit dirt they talk about us black folks and, you know, they talk about this city and all that. I was like, hmm, there's the sim- there's symbology with this. This is symbolical for me. Detroit dirt. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And I'm going to connect Ooh. us back to the Ooh. soil. Ooh. And when we were slaves migrating, just like we did in Africa, right they took us away from what we were rooted in for a reason. Girl, you put some layers on that. 
That was, <laughs> that was layers. That it was layers. Lord. I had so, I had so many things I wanted to say, but I said, "Shut the shut up, bro. Shut up. Let it get it out. Let it get it out." I turned my phone over. Just shut up. I have no more questions. I'm <laughs> very taking notes, bro. God. So the soil is very important um, to who we who we are. It it teaches us our history. There's so many lessons learned in soil. But I I tell young people. Get to know the microbial community. They're like, what? I said those little worms that the, the birds eat and that are down there and they're mm-hmm. procreating. They're doing all of that movement and coming together for a reason. Start learning what that is. Mm. Excellent. Um, man, oh, man. Right, so the thing is we got two other guests, too, coming in for our next episode. And I put them on pause. I got them in the car pause right now. <laughs> Hey, I said, hold up. This is going we going we going to stand this out just a little bit. Cut the, <laughs> cut the heat off. <laughs> good lord. You know Man. you know it's a good episode when Dave back there quiet. <laughs> just listening and absorbing. Yeah. Yeah, sheesh, bro. Um so I feel like we can keep doing this for hours. So I am saying let's pause it and hopefully get you back sometime. Absolutely. Are y'all agree it's a kill? Bruh. Bro, have you oh. ever seen me look like this, bro? No, I, haven't. I haven't. You I, are blowing my mind, A, because I am a proponent of strong black women. I got three daughters. So anytime I could absorb knowledge, energy from strong black women and then divert it to them and give them some knowledge or whatever, I like soak it up. And our our circle is becoming just like, flooded with all this divine feminine energy true you and this again you know if you operate not your ego and you hear me say what i'm about to say then that's on you you coming in here have brought to me personally i'm gonna talk for my two brothers some of the highest level energy and information that i'm retaining like instantly like the stuff that you're saying, like, is resonating so heavy. Like, man, I'm I'm uh I'm outdone. I'm never speechless. I talk all the time. Well, thank yeah. I appreciate Jeez, the, I appreciate you acknowledging that. But again, it's just it's our ancestors. You know what I mean? Speaking I, through you. I, yeah, I listen. If I hear the whisper or it's, oh, that's gut or that's intuition. I'm listening to it all the time. Mm-hmm. If it says go right and go, and I might think about it and be like, I don't really want to go right. I want to go left, but I go ahead and go <laughs> right. And then two weeks later, I'm like, that's why I was told to go right. You know what I mean? So I think from a religious perspective, we got caught up into what other people were teaching us, but I think mother nature is probably one of the most powerful sources. <laughs> to known a man in existence you know what i mean and so that's what i'm constantly trying to stay aligned with and stay grounded i don't want you know the egos i try to stay away from people who have egos Mm -hmm. and i try to stay away from even Mm -hmm. you know embracing that you Mm -hmm. know and just like you said oh you went to the white house i did a couple times i was even sick once when i went Mm -hmm. but i went i drove was weak this is Michelle and Barack Obama. I have to go. You know, I had a I had a blood clot in my leg and was released from the hospital. Within that next week, I was like, hmm, guess I'll be driving this F-150. Pick up that compost, 
go to bed and get up in the morning and drive to the White House because every moment, every time we turn a corner, there's something there for us. We just have to pay attention. And it's not to the physical eye. You know what I mean? It's it's that female and male polarity that you're speaking about. There's a balance. The left, right brain, hemisphere, everything, all of it, what we're made of, we all have a purpose. We can either all vibe off of each other and build, mm-hmm. or we can get in each other's way. Mm-hmm. But it's all balance. It's all, you know, being in tune with the universe. You have to open yourself up and, and you know, be the vessel mm-hmm. that you need to be, you know. I mean, we all have purpose. But in society, they tell us, to oh, well, you're not a yeah. doctor yeah. or... You know what you've done uh, for people mm-hmm. just by talking to them about their physical and their diets. Mm-hmm. You know what you've done. Mm-hmm. We we know. We can't let people who don't understand us direct us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Good Lord. Yeah. Dave, I'm about to throw this mic out the window. So <laughs> I'm about to owe you however much this mic costs. <laughs> oh, so, you know, the, the running comment, you know, you know who you know who does mic drops? People who don't buy mics. I That's know, right? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, say like this was fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh god. Yo. I appreciate you, brother, yeah. because the energy Man. was powerful when I got here too. And you know, Asa is my is my brother. I have so much love for him and his mother. Mm-hmm. And um I've been praying for the family, for the loss. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. I, I love you. Your mother was rooted in the spirit, <laughs> and it carried over, and you took and went in whatever direction. You're going to go in so many different directions. You haven't mm-hmm. even tapped into your potential yet. Mm-hmm. But you all, um, I appreciate you. I appreciate my people when they tap into me and say, hey, come and talk to me. Shit, this shit. <laughs> Listen. Appreciation. <laughs> hey, look, I, I wanted to say something real quick. This okay. is because, man, it, and I want you to, if we can briefly introduce you to E, and you probably know Azilia, I believe her name is. She's the manager of D Town Farms. Probably. But I'm, we, but, so I want to try to facilitate that as we kind of change over. But, man, there was a lot of things I wanted to respond to. I am highly into everything. So it's like, I was, I was just listening to, um, something where they were talking about how China desert grew as a result of their their uh, the practices with their farming. So there's so mm-hmm. many things that I just wanted to respond to as you were speaking, but there was no room for it <laughs> because you kept dropping jewels. At, at some point, like, oh yeah, let me shut up. Yeah. I felt like I was in college and I needed a pen and pad I to write down no. questions to respond. But the the one thing you said a lot of brilliant things today, but the one thing that I think I appreciate the most, and we so we all practice something called Kempo. And it's something called expressing yourself, right? It's mm-hmm. a martial art. It's a martial arts. And expressing yourself is a way to like, as a, as somebody is attacking you, you express yourself in a way that's fluid to, to respond appropriately. And you fully express yourself from every moment of your life and, uh, collected into who you are now. And it, it bubbles out in all these different facets. And we talked about exposure earlier. You said something just a minute ago about how people say that they're not a doctor. You don't repress any part of who you are, it seems to me, and you fully explore who you are and you allow it to be expressed fully. And it, it comes out into the most divine, um, high level energy that, that some of the most divine. I don't want to repress. I don't want to step on anybody else. But hey, I hey. know. I know. You know, you ain't dealing with no egos in here, bro. But uh, right on. <laughs> um, energy that we've had in this room and it is um, humbling 
and it is uplifting and empowering and it is encouraging and it was every this interview was everything that I wanted it to be more. a trillion boy and it was just all based off of who you are and how you come across so thank you for that thank you for honoring us with your presence today and um I I still have the, <laughs> have the last <laughs> words there Hey, man, they made a straight line in agreement saying what they said about you being one of the most, if not the epitome of the divine feminine energy that they witnessed this lifetime. <laughs> I just want to finish off that line and make a triangle over here mm. and say mm. on air that this is the first time I have witnessed because we talk, but not like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The first time I've witnessed this caliber of frequency and vibration from not nothing against the black man. Black men are powerful, but from the black woman, mm -hmm. this is the first time I've seen this frequency and vibration and this impact on me since I and I might have witnessed her like for a two hour window in person. But Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, oh, when she wrote ISIS papers, yeah. that mm -hmm. blew my mind. Yeah. This is the first time my mind got blue like that. And like, <laughs> you know, like with like a little push on that lid. You know what I'm saying? Right. To the next wow. level. Wow. So yeah, wow. you got you got some appreciation, some gratitude. And I'm pretty sure our listeners are feeling, you know, somewhere around the same way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what yeah. yeah. Everybody grateful. listening, everybody listening right mm -hmm. now, y'all owe us. <laughs> for tuning, yeah, for us having this guest right here. That's called sponsorship. Champion. Listen. Yeah. Don't worry, I fight for some sponsorships and my value all the time. Oh. You know, I, I finally learned how to say no to certain corporations and people because they don't understand our value. But I appreciate and I'm grateful. And that triangle that you guys are making, I'll reflect the third eye within that. <laughs> Get out the studio. Next, <laughs> you get out of the studio next right now. We'll shift in your direction or your direction, and we'll make the triangle. Somebody else will be, you know, wow. that energy. God but, um, but no, no, I, uh, Dr. Francis Cress, oh my God, Rosaline, oh, we have so many ancestors that just blessed us beyond measure. <laughs> Indeed. But I'm happy that you all blessed me. I was able to be a blessing to you, and I'll be back. Thank you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> she That's said recorded. it. That's recorded. Yeah, that is recorded. <laughs> we was talking last night like, man, we might have to pay her to come on the show, bro. <laughs> How much money you got, bro? <laughs> Sheesh. I wouldn't be. make you pay. I'd make others pay. Oh, my God. Thank you, goddess. Of course. Thank you. Uh, so, absolutely. I think we're wrapping up the 35th episode of the High Vibe Guys. Don't look at me like that, fellas. Hey, hey man. <laughs> it's our anniversary. Oh, and this is our anniversary show, too, our year anniversary. So, oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. I didn't you. even know that you guys have been around. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Is, I, is it all right that, that I did? Hey, do your thing, uh, bro. Yeah. You get it 35 times if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, bro. You know? Please. All right, that's what's up. All right. Thank you for thank coming you. on the show. Thank, thank you, you. Goddess. I'm very grateful. Thank you. All right. And <laughs> Peace. We Peace. Peace. <laughs>